0: have to have lots of bits of water by the way.
1: Okay. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to my sixth episode of If Comedians Rule the World. I have to say to you that I am so disappointed with my next guest and I will tell you why I am disappointed. This is someone I have known and has supported my presidency over the last 11 years. You'd think that he will have a poster of me behind him. But what does he have? He has a poster of the North Korean dictator, King Jong-un, who happens to be my friend. And it is annoying. It gets me really angry when people do this because his excuse would be that I am not a real dictator and that I am a spoof dictator. What is his excuse? for him to have Kim Jong-un behind him. Now, before I introduce my guest that I am really pleased to have, I want to thank all my audiences all over the world who have been downloading my podcast. I have to say to you that this is a new venture for me. And like I said to you at the first podcast, someone said to me, oh, you should have your director of communications to help you with this. But you know what happened. She did not do her job very well, and I executed her. So right now, I want to introduce you to John Fleming. Now, if you do not know John Fleming and you are a comedian in the comedy industry, then you should not be doing comedy. John Fleming is a famous blogger. He blogs all over. Every time I read his stuff, I enjoy reading his stuff. I had no idea how important he was until when he referenced me about my presidency four or five years ago. And someone called Ian Hawkins said, John Fleming wrote about you, you've made it. And I genuinely thought that I had made it, that I'll be a life of the Apollo, that I'll be a taskmaster, I will be a mock of the week. It is fra- Sunday, the 22nd of November. I am doing a Zoom interview with John Fleming. Look, I, I, there's no other way to introduce him. He is a fantastic human being. And I say fantastic, let me tell you why when bbc studios and e4 tried the attempted coup last year john fleming was in support he supported me mentally emotionally not physically he supported me in a number of ways fighting my corner giving me advice and let me tell you he is a unique individual and i want to publicly thank him for supporting me and I genuinely thought that, you know, after what happened last year, boom, my comedy career will go up. But uh, it hasn't happened because of general COVID. So let me, without any further ado, introduce you to my special guest. I am really honored for him to have, normally he has problems with James Link, but I guess he's not been able to get out of the house today. And that's why I've been able to capture him this evening give it up for my guest, John Fleming. Well, the honour is mine,
0: of course, just be in your presence. Look... But you, you did say it was the 22nd of November, and I have to warn you about today. Uh, ha- are you okay today?
1: Yes, I am okay today, exactly. It, yes. It is,
0: I, it is the anniversary of the assassination of President Kennedy, 22nd of November. Yes. So you have to be very,
1: very careful. I... Don't go to Dallas. Yeah, I, 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 that is really, really unfortunate. But I don't think I am the one who needs to be worried. I think the orange one should be worried right now because they're they are celebrating the anniversary of John Kennedy, as I know. And uh, we know that Donald Trump still believes that he won the election by a lot and he doesn't want to leave office. But that is, that is a different thing entirely that we might end up talking about. But thank you for reminding me. There has been lots of assassination attempts by the Western governments, but they can't find me because I am fictional. I am a spoof. They don't, they can't, they, I'm not real. I am not real. You are to me. Yes, I am to a lot of people, to a lot of deluded people around the world. So many of them are deluded. They believe I have power. You,
0: you have power, you have power.
1: But what kind of power? I mean, yesterday when I was talking to someone called Sadia Anzat, And we were talking about homelessness and how we could fix homelessness. And she said, Mr. President, you know power corrupts. And I just said, I don't have any power. No power whatsoever.
0: But you're the only person who ever managed to pronounce her name properly the first
1: time. Well, yo, have you listened to the podcast then? (laughs) No, I just imagined it. Oh, yes, I did listen to her. I I did pronounce it properly. And she praised me for actually pronouncing her name properly. Uh, Sadia Ansat. Wonderful woman.
0: You see, so, the reason the reason your career hasn't taken off, obviously, is because I supported you. You know, you haven't
1: actually understood this yet. Yeah, I, I know. You and Kate Copstick, and you were not really great influencers. I was deluded. I was deluded. I thought you could help. I thought you were the current people, but you, you guys were probably... Um, how would I put it? Uh, you had an influence in the 60s, but we're now in 2020. <laughs>
0: Of course, you're deluded. You're a comedian. All all comedians are deluded. Oh, I. And all dictators are deluded. So you're. You see, see, this is this is why people
1: get confused. I don't know after 11 years why people still call me a comedian. I'm not a comedian. I don't do all that comedy nonsense. I am a president of a great country, a fictional country called Laughter Republic. I don't know why people call me a comedian. I find it really insulting. I'm either not, I'm not a left-wing comedian or a right-wing comedian. I am a president who delivers speeches. That is what I do. I don't do comedy sets, uh, John, I do speeches. Well, you are, you are unprecedented. Yes, I am unprecedented. So look, how are you? How have you been? How have you been coping? I'm, I'm really pleased you are not dead yet because you know, COVID loves elderly people, but you, I'm pleased that you are alive.
0: I'm only barely alive. As you know, I was in hospital in May. We don't want to talk about this. Oh, dear me. No, no, we don't. We don't. But I'm glad that the Nigerian Health Service brought you back to a good life. Uh High calcium, low low, low kidney level. I still wake up 10 times a night with nightmares of you.
1: Well, me? Well, that's good. That is dictatorship happening all over your body. That is what it is. You've made it in my dreams. (laughs) You've made it in my dreams. (laughs) But yeah, if I've made it in your dreams, why do you have Kim Jong-un behind you? Explain why you have Kim Jong-un.
0: Well, frankly, Mr. President, I'm surprised and shocked that you don't realise that isn't Kim Jong-un, that is actually the the, the great leader, Kim Il-sung. Oh, I well... It was the great leader Kim Il sung, then there was his, his son, the dear leader Kim Jong il, and then there was
1: his son, the supreme leader Kim Jong un. So, uh, comedy he, creo. So, now I understand what it's like for white people when they can't recognize black people. Uh, I, I, <laughs> well, that's, that...
0: racist. that's racist. He's an Asian, that's that's racist. Uh,
1: yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> well, I can say anything and get away with you it. Keep
0: your hands off those people in then Southeast Asia, wherever. Yeah, you're yeah, I know, I know, but I know. But but I know. I know, but it's really amazing. Uh, uh, so he, you, he, he's a, he should be a great example to you because all, all three Kims were great dictators, but sadly not very funny. Uh,
1: yeah, not very funny, but, uh, you know, I, I i was thinking of Donald Trump. and I genuinely... <laughs> you're um, a sick man. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I i know I am sick, but I genuinely I am going to miss him because I genuinely believe that he, if he was a comedian, he has had... He's been... Uh, a hilarious act for four years. Can you imagine performing for four years and people find you funny throughout for four good years. Entertainment, tremendous entertainment.
0: I think you're going a bit far saying he's not a comedian. I think he is a comedian, isn't he? Well, I,
1: when, I, when I started this podcast and I said, if comedians rule the world, someone sent to me, one of my critics said, oh, Mr. President, but politicians are comedians. Let me tell you now, I don't see Hancock or Boris Johnson as comedians. They are open-mic comedians. They are pretending to be comedians. They're not pro-comedians. That's a bit a bit harsh on Tony
0: Hancock, famous comedian of the 1950s.
1: No, I said Matt Hancock, not Tony Hancock.
0: <laughs> also, you've actually screwed up one of my... the only joke I had written down. Which oh, is, really? In fact, comedians have, have ruled the world because uh, the first... Uh, Vladimir, Vladimir Zelensky was elected as president of Ukraine in in 2019. Jimmy Morales was elected president of Guatemala in 2015. And of course, Donald Trump, the third comedian, was elected in 2016.
1: And they're all elected. And I think the difference is these are all... (laughs) You see, that's what makes me different from these people. They are all elected, they go through. You know, my view, John, is that democracy is a virus and we need to flatten the curve. It is an infectious failed system of governance, and you can tell with the state of Britain, with the state of America, it does not work. All these comedians who are now—that—that is the mistake they make. They el- got elected. But on a serious note, you look well. You seem to be coping very well, apart from Link. Is that correct?
0: No, no.
1: Oh yeah. Oh. oh dear. Oh at <laughs> you—it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. Yes, sir. but so how? How? What have you been? How have you been coping? What have you been doing with yourself? Are you involved in any? Have you been involved in any? Pro- what was a lockdown meant for you? How how has it affected you?
0: Okay, make more money. <laughs> <laughs> it on. I can't go to comedy clubs. I can't go to theatres. Can't go to the cinema. I can only yeah. really buy chocolate. I just get fatter and fatter.
1: This and is so, Yeah. So so how have you been able to? Does that has that increased your your blogging? Have you continued to create? No, because I've
0: got lockdown lethargy. I don't know if it's something to do with the after the what it is. So I, I, I just have lethargy. then I was, was able to just potter around and do anything, to do, do, to do nothing uh, aimlessly. Okay. I get it, I've got a very, very high boredom of threshold, which is why I can actually sit in the Edinburgh Fringe and watch like 12 shows a day or something, yeah, without yeah, getting yeah. too bored. Yeah,
1: and, you know, I, 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 and what's really interesting is, but I know when the lockdown started, uh, six months ago or so. yes he has Yes, yes, on the house arrest. Um, it's really interesting. It's not just comedians who are affected by this. Also, audience members, people who genuinely love comedy and used to go out on a regular basis every weekend. They are also affected by the fact they're not able to see their favourite comedians. It's just... It's it's, it's terrible. But there's light at the end of the tunnel, isn't there?
0: Right. Who's your favourite comedian, then?
1: It's really interesting you say this. Uh, as you know, I am not a comedian. I would say that... Over the last couple of years, Kim Jong un Even though I don't find Hi. him funny, yes, yes, he is um, my favorite. He's my favorite no. comedian. Yes, he is my favorite comedian. We don't. You mentioned, you mentioned
0: earlier on you actually had someone shot. Did you? Did you shoot someone earlier on? No, I I know. I've been
1: following. There, I've been following. You know the, what is really interesting about this, John, is when we look at the number of deaths in the, uh, oh, democ- we're getting a the, in, the in the democratically elected. Governments: uh, Britain, almost fifty-five thousand; uh, the United States, fifty, what, two hundred and fifty thousand. North Korea: only one person has died in North Korea, and the only reason why they died is because they were shot. You know, that's the only reason. So oh,
0: they know how to shoot people in North Korea. He's he, he supposedly just like one man. He he had him shot with a uh, an anti-aircraft gun at close range. Yes, definitely. And and that,
1: that, yeah, and that is, the only, that is the only reason, and you can see that, as far as I'm concerned, when we think of uh, countries and how they've been affected, the, the uh, countries that are ruled by dictatorship, they have been successful and have managed COVID better than the democracy, democratic countries. That is my view. Well, that's true because China's done very well. If they they want to shut down a
0: city, they shut down a city, don't they? And if you go out without a mask, they probably put you in a football stadium. Look,
1: look, look! This is look—it's ridiculous the way this country is being run. I—I mean, now they're talking of vaccinations, and if I heard it correctly, it's almost like they're saying, "Oh, we're not going to make it compulsory. You will have to vote whether you want it or not." So there's every likelihood that fifty-two percent might say, "Yes, I want the vaccination." and the remaining 48% says, no, I don't want the vaccination. Why don't you just vaccinate everyone? Mandatory, stop them on the streets, vaccinate them. Straight up, you know, black, white, yellow, gay, lesbian, gender, everybody gets vaccinated. Mandatory, by the government.
0: We have too many pricks already, you know the BBC.
1: Now what's what's
0: got the BBC
1: hasn't got anything to do with vaccinations. I thought they did TV production, sorry? They've got loads of pricks. Oh, they've got loads of pricks. <laughs> you seem to have, you seem to have a, a thing about the BBC. Did they well, steal that's... something from you many years ago? No, the BBC is OK. I, I pay <laughs> my license fee. You pay, you pay. You pay you I pay your my
0: license. license fee. Yes.
1: So, John, you're, you're well, you're OK, you're, you're looking good. Uh, we're One of the things it's we're good. going to talk about is that not Korea. You wanted to talk about not Korea as a political subject. Why?
0: You said I have to talk about politics, and it's too dangerous to talk about British politics in Britain, it's too dangerous Uh, to talk about American politics. Yeah, and that's why... And that's... Sorry, on on an earlier podcast, I don't know who it was, you said you were born in Scotland, where did that come from?
1: Well, that is after spending so many years in Scotland, and you know what it's like. You know, I... Some of us were
0: born in Scotland. Sorry. Some of us were born in Scotland. Yes,
1: but you know, my late father, Idi Dada, loved, loved, loved Scotland very much. He was he the last king. Yeah, yeah, he was the last king of Scotland. And I, I have, I, I, I have a, an affection for Scottish people, not that I don't like the English, but I love Scottish people. They, they are I love wonderful people. people. I hate the English, of course, yes. Yeah, yeah, well, but... well,
0: well, because if you're, a, if you're a comedian, which of course you're not, if you're a comedian, then, then you spend one month out of 12 in, in Edinburgh. So that's an eighth of your life, virtually, spending in Edinburgh.
1: Yeah, but I, 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 I just love Scotland. I love Scotland. I, I don't know what's going to happen in the future about Edinburgh. I think the only way we're going to be able to get Edinburgh back to where it is is if we get rid of Nicola Sturgeon, because she is very, very strict in terms of how she uh, has been managing Corona compared to uh, England and, and Wales. She has a firmer grip on, on, on the Scottish uh, environment. I, I genuinely think she's trying to make things different because she wants a referendum. It's, 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 there's no two ways about it. What you're
0: basically saying is she's more coherent than Boris.
1: Well, you said it. I didn't. You were the one yeah, who said it. <laughs> she has a better hairstyle. Yeah, and she has a better hairstyle. So, you want to talk about North Korea. Why North Korea, my friend?
0: Well, well that's, uh, many people have said to me, why North Korea, in- including the in- inhabitants of Korea. Yeah, why? That you-, you said I had to talk about politics. I thought, like, well, North Korea, been to North Korea twice. Okay, so you... I- have- 1985
1: and 2012. So, you've been to North Korea?
0: Yeah, twice. Okay, in 2012 and 2015? No,
1: uh, 1985
0: and 2012. Okay, what was it like? Mad. It was a, well, in 1985, I thought, oh, this is actually 1984. And it was. But <laughs> well, the, 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 everyone loves living in North Korea because they don't know anything better. So the outside world is a terrible place. And the, uh, North Korea is a people's paradise. Because if you're a dictator, you can, uh, you can control everything. Yeah. and the, the thing about north korea is it's on a peninsula and they they don't well, certainly in 1985 and i think also in 2004 but certainly in 1985 they banned radios you couldn't own you couldn't legally own a radio uh so if you're on the peninsula you can't get and there, there are mountains you can't get television signals from outside and you can't listen to the radio without being shot basically uh, so all you know is what the government tells you so if the government says something in there their television broadcasts or their newspapers, then that's the truth. So as far as the North Koreans are concerned, the, the Korean War uh, started when the, the, uh, the, uh, the nasty South Korean lackeys of the, uh, of the Americans wantonly invaded North Korea, and uh, the, uh, the North Koreans valiantly and brilliantly pushed them back to the sea until they surrendered. Now, this doesn't quite explain why there were Chinese soldiers in North Korea. <laughs> the Chinese obviously came in for the North and pushed the Americans back, but that doesn't actually feature in the history books. But if you're of a certain age, you remember there were Chinese soldiers in North Korea, but you can't say anything about it, because if you, if you say this to your grandchildren, they'll know you're an American spy, report you to the authorities, and you'll get shot. Mm. So, uh, so, so you can, if you control history, there's that thing about, if you control the past, you can control the future.
1: You know what is really interesting about what you said is that oh, we're not, to, not yeah <laughs> is that not Koreans don't know what is going out uh, yeah. happening outside outside their yeah. country. You could say the same about America. A lot of Americans don't know what is going on outside their country. But there
0: was a story that in, in the first first Gulf War, people in Texas were very
1: nervous because they thought it was the Gulf of Mexico. Yeah, exactly, and and, and this is this is this. It's why democracy is a virus, because you, 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 you criticize North Korea for the way it's run, the fact that you know, people don't have radios, and you know, because they, they you know, look at what has happened to America. You know, one minute the, where, where the Joe Biden has won the election, the next minute there's a recount, the next minute, oh, we're not sure who's won the election, oh, there's fake news. It, it, don't you believe that you have to curtail the media? It's really important to control, not necessarily to control the people, to make sure that you have an original source of information. And that is what is happening in England at the moment with the vaccination, all sorts of conspiracy theories from, oh my God, if you get vaccinated, they're putting a chip in you. You, Do you understand what I am saying? The Western way of life is contradicting itself. Well, I mean, yes, the
0: fascinating thing is that the the big big change in my lifetime was the invention of the internet. And so you would think, oh, well, the internet's going to be a wonderful thing. Everyone can get access to everything and know everything that's going on. But of course, a lot of what you hear is is lies. So uh, I mean, Donald Trump's fascinating because Donald Trump has this sort of thing that if he says it, if he says something, then I think in his own brain, it happens to be a fact. It becomes a fact because he said it. And sadly, this has happened to a lot of the voters as well. So uh, his supporters, if he says something without any any background proof at all, if he says something, it, it, it is true. I don't know what that was about. What
1: was that about? <laughs> I don't know either, but we were talking about North Korea. And it's what you said about the fact that North Koreans don't know what's happening outside their country, but it's the yeah. same with America. Most Americans don't know what's happening outside their country, apart from what's happening in America. Talk less of, even people who live in New York, they don't even know what's happening in California. That's why they have, and this is what interesting. It was It was an education to look at American elections. And I didn't know. That you had different states have different ways of electing. I know. Sorry. And extraordinary! They have different voting systems. Yeah, exactly. But... And it's yeah. so it's, it's, it feels like a country within a country. Several yeah. other countries within. Do you is know, it's crazy? I mean, but, the, whole,
0: the whole the whole American political system is very bizarre. I mean, all all this thing about. They've all got different voting systems, different ways of counting things, and there's different rules, and then the the vote the vote is taken, and other people have to come in and say, "Oh yes, that that really is the vote." And, uh, and, uh, and what? And they... sorry, go on, go
1: on. Go on. no,
0: no, and then and then they're in there. are uh, they're electing a president who then changes everyone who works under him. I mean, in this country it's much better because you have a civil service that by and large never changes, and they actually run the country. And then the, the politicians come in and they they tell the civil service what the rules are, what, what their philosophy is. Whereas in America, you, you, every, every four years, you just, in effect, change the civil service, and no one knows anything every four
1: years. And, and what was really odd as well is how the media were the ones who declared that joe biden had been elected i okay. find that really
0: odd well, that's fair enough we did that in britain i mean once you once you reach a certain point the bbc is going to say oh well uh, so-and-so has won the general election so it's obvious that the media runs the country well no i mean if, if you get more if you get uh, whatever it is 500 was it 520 votes if you get a certain number of votes then uh you've won the election yeah
1: yeah but that wouldn't have on the detective what made you go to north korea
0: uh, I, uh, when I was about uh, 28 or 30, I thought, I've never really been out of the country. I've got to go to interesting places. And I thought, if I go to France or Germany or, or America, they're all pretty much like England, really. You know, I, I want to go somewhere that's going to change uh, in the next 20 years, 25 years. So I went to Albania. Which was an interesting education. <laughs> and then there, because that was so interesting. I and then there I made a habit of going to, a, a, well, they're mostly communist, but they're mad communist countries uh, because it was very difficult to actually find a mad non-communist country apart from Paraguay. Uh, okay. uh, so, so I went to eccentric countries that were going to change or, or very bizarre countries. So I, I, didn't, I go to, didn't go to France until about you know number 10 or something in the countries I went to and then only went for a weekend.
1: Okay so so you, I'm still trying to understand why you decided you were going to go to North Korea because it was a, an eccentric country. What, what was the attraction? You just wanted something different? Is that yes. what it was? Okay. Yeah, I wanted something different. I wanted something that wouldn't be there
0: if I went back in, in 20 years. I did go back in 20 years, virtually. it was exactly the same. But,
1: uh, so, so you didn't see, when you say you went back the second time, you didn't see any difference in the quality of life of people or in anything?
0: Well, yeah well yes the the skyscrapers were a bit bigger and the the monuments to the uh, the, uh, the Kim family were gigantically bigger. Everything was a bit bigger, especially the the, the monuments to the, the family uh, because when, when I went there of course they know who exactly who you are. Uh, the the guide said uh, oh you must see uh, lots of changes in, in North Korea since the last time you were here and I was thinking nah, not really they're all just uh, they're all just cowed.
1: But were you brave enough to tell them that there were no changes?
0: (laughs) The first time I went to North Korea, I went in via China. I was in a a, a group. Well, obviously, I was in a group. Uh, And uh, the the person that I was sharing a room with and I got all the jokes out of our system in China before we actually went into North Korea. Because the North Koreans uh, have very good uh, Chinese technology in there. And so all, all the rooms are obviously bugged. So you can't say anything. We actually did meet someone, I'll probably get someone killed for saying this now, we did meet someone who was a translator for the North Korean government. He was an Australian, I think, and he he, he wanted to talk to us. And So he took us to uh, the middle of a hotel where there was a gigantic gap and we, we stood next to fountains and spoke there because, of course, it was very difficult to bug uh, anything near a fountain. And also we went to the, what was it? I think we went to the Pakistani ambassador's residence because someone knew him. And he had a chat with us, but then before he started talking, he pointed to the radiogram. And obviously that was where the bug was, inside the residence of the ambassador. Uh, okay,
1: okay. So, but... Is, is, is
0: They're gonna listen to everything.
1: Yeah, okay, cool. That, that's understandable. But you could also say that in the West, they listen to everything. Apparently, our mobile phones are bugged. Do you believe that? Do you believe that they listen to everything?
0: Well, mobile phone is a two-way communication device. I mean, I remember watching The Conversation, a Francis Ford Coppola film in, I don't know, 1970s or 80s or something. Mm. And uh, that was very interesting because in in days of yore, you had to bug telephones from a telephone exchange and you had to insert a bug in the telephone. And you don't have to do that anymore. And and the way they did it in The Conversation was that they... You could just... uh, you, You did it in the central point and you blew a whistle down the line and it, it activated the microphone because if you have a telephone in the room with you it's a it's a microphone mm-hmm. and all you have to do is switch it on mm-hmm. so it's, a, it's, a two, it's a, so every, everyone who has a, a mobile phone uh oh you can't see it mobile phone
1: <laughs>
0: everyone, everyone, it's an invisible mobile phone it's one of the new brief of no battles <laughs> if, you're, if you're carrying a mobile phone with you you're every anyone who's can get into the telephone company system. Knows where you are because it's got GPS positioning. Mm-hmm. Anyone who, who can get access to the phone uh, can listen to you because it's got a microphone. So you know, you've you got to assume everything. I, I know I know a private detective who who runs an agency, and uh, he, he doesn't uh, have a computer in. Sorry, no, he doesn't. He has a computer where he puts all his, his uh, secret stuff, but it's not connected to the wife to the internet. Because mm. obviously the internet, again, is a two-way communication system. Mm. So if, if you can get out on the internet, then other people can get in the internet. So uh, you don't want to have a, a Wi-Fi connection to the computer with your most secret secrets. Mm. Mm. I mean, I remember once I was talking to a friend uh, in my home, uh, and this voice pipes up from the computer. And there was someone we knew in, in, uh, in New York who'd Skyped us. And I'd been out of the room when he Skyped us. I hadn't heard it go. And when we walked into this, this my, my spare bedroom, in fact, uh, this voice piped out the computer. And somehow he was able to listen in to what we were saying via Skype. Maybe they've changed it now, but I mean, you just assume everyone's listening to you. I mean, Tony Blair had this thing about, uh, it was something do. he wanted to, he, did, he was very against uh, saying in court how certain things had been found out. And I thought, why is he doing this? And I thought, well, it would make sense if you can have a satellite up in in geostationary orbit over a country that you could uh, not just photograph it, but you could listen into what's going on. Mm -hmm. I mean, there was, in the 60s, there was... It was the Zircon satellite, wasn't it? Yeah. That, um, that um, uh, they were listen the, the West was listening into all above ground communications in the Soviet Union. Mm. So, uh, if if you were talking on a telephone, uh, which was using a mast, if you were talking on uh, on uh, a phone car in a, an official car on a road in Moscow, if you were allegedly, if you were a secretary talking to her boss in the Kremlin on an intercom. Mm-hmm. They could hear what was being said, mm-hmm. and so as a result, the Russians buried all everything in, land, in lines under the ground. So who, you just have to assume nowadays that everyone can listen to you and, and know everything about you.
1: Yeah, definitely. So, John, just going back to, I'm just very curious, uh, I, I'm beginning to understand your, your, your mind and, uh, and the fact that you, you I'd went like to, to North... apologise Korea, <laughs> that you had to go to North Korea twice. Is there anything you loved about the country that you think could easily be adopted in the Western world, that could be adopted in Britain, considering the state of British politics at the moment?
0: Mm, I think the answer is no to that. Uh, No. At all? I mean, you're talking 1984
1: in North Korea. Yeah, but it's quite likely that if you go back now, uh, with with, with Donald Trump uh, having this... Fantastic friendship with uh, Kim Jong-un that the country, <laughs> the country might be different right now.
0: No, no, the Kim, Kim Jong-un, Kim Jong-un and, and Vladimir Putin, Putin, Vladimir Putin,
1: uh, were very good at playing Donald Trump. So. Yeah, you, you think so? You think this was just a fake, just a way of just massaging his ego rather than genuinely... Oh, yeah.
0: If you if you say you're a brilliant man and uh, you're a great man, he's just going to go for it, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. So, but, but why would you? This is, I'm going to challenge you. Why would you go back there if you didn't enjoy what you saw the first time? Because it
0: was interesting. I'm, I'm but quite. What, happy what, to, what, but I'm quite happy what, to watch. I'm quite happy to watch Edinburgh fringe shows that are absolute
1: shit. Maybe uh, they're interesting. It's okay. <laughs> So, so you, so you would regard North Korea like an edible, a a shit Edinburgh fringe show. Is that what you're basically saying to me? I wouldn't like to be quoted as saying that.
0: <laughs> one, one big thing I have is uh, I, I admire Michael McIntyre tremendously. He's a great comedian. Well, he's McIntyre. not he's not Kim Jong Un. He's
1: not Kim Jong Un. No,
0: no, no, but he's a brilliant comedian. But I wouldn't want to see him because uh, you're going to get a. a, 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 a second perfect every time you see him. It's going to be exactly the same show every time, it'll be brilliant, it'll be the same level all the time. I'd much rather see see a comedy that goes up and down and
1: up and down in troughs and
0: peaks. So so,
1: so that is your explanation for going to North Korea twice? Of course. (laughs) 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 But but, but, okay, so okay, let, let, let let me rephrase the question. So if it's not about things that you saw there that could be transferred to Britain, is there anything you liked about the country at all? Anything? Well,
0: like no, I didn't like it. No, I mean, it was interesting. I would go for interesting all the time.
1: <laughs> So uh, what, what about the food? Was the food good? Were the women good? Were the, you
0: know? The, well, the, the food was good for us. It wasn't very good for the peasants, but I mean, but basically in, in, uh, in Pyongyang, the capital, everything was very, very nice and very okay. organized. In yeah. the countryside, shit. Uh, so I mean, we we were taken to you know a, 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 a manufacturer of, of uh, mechanical farmyard implements. We do combine harvesters, all this stuff. Yeah. And the, the, the glories of, of North Korea striding ever forwards in, in in the future. But in fact, if you went around in a coach around the countryside, they had horses and, and hand plows because they're, they're you know they're, they're starving in the countryside.
1: Yeah,
0: but so. You'll gather I'm not going back a third time. You're not. You're definitely not
1: going back. Well, before. not safely. Maybe when they see this YouTube video, they might not even want you coming back the third time. I, I, wouldn't what, to to, I wouldn't
0: have to go to North Korea. North Korea will come to me, I fear.
1: Yeah. So the the the, the, the you you mentioned something about uh, not outside the in, in the in the city that they were more organised. Yeah. Uh, and one of the things I think uh, Britain suffers from is that it's so disorganized in the way it does its politics. Surely the, the organization side of North Korea is something that could be transferred to Britain in terms of how they are so organized. And, and
0: don't well, well, the right? efficiency isn't always a good thing? I, mean, I think probably Adolf Hitler was quite organized. I mean, the, the, the Nazis were probably quite organized at German efficiency. I don't know if it's very admirable that I would really want it over here. <laughs> but but yeah okay
1: so we know what adolf Hilter did was wrong however the legacy from the, the efficiency is still benefiting germany at the moment isn't it we all drive most people drive german cars the german economy is better than 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 most european countries isn't it is it? better certainly better than britain even though yeah britain's not part of europe anymore
0: but sorry i, I, think, I think your best argument here is to go for Thameslink.
1: yeah exactly well, Thameslink is not German, is it? <laughs> I, think, I think it's French. I'm not really sure. It's Korea. Yeah. <laughs> but I know, I know, I know. It's not Korea. We're operating. You know, it's really interesting that you 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 are finding it really difficult to 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 tell me what the positives are. But I'm sure you're aware. There are no positives? No, I'm sure you're aware that uh, the British government, uh, in terms of PPE equipment, is being manufactured by North Korea. <laughs> it, um, it's, no, honestly, have you, have God you, help you, us all. Yes, God help right. us all. But that is my understanding. That was the latest information that I heard. That the PPE equipment—I was quite shocked. It's actually coming from North Korea. I think it's mostly coming from China, isn't it? But
0: they subcontracted it to North Korea. Have they? Yes. Well, I'm just going to commit suicide now. It's no, no, you—you you can't commit suicide. This
1: is this is. It's like, this is the thing. And, and, and they, they they give, the British government give British, they give dictators a bad name, just like how they would, no, honestly, how they, but they value, they value good dictators, John. Look at Saudi Arabia. They will always condemn Saudi Arabia, but they sell weapons to Saudi Arabia. Look at China, the same thing. You know, Britain can't have it. They they either uh, uh, basically say, we will not deal with dictators. we will not trade with them. We don't want anything to do with them. Boom. You can't have it both ways. That is what I'm saying. I genuinely think you are a, you enjoy, you enjoyed going to North Korea. You, this is one of the reasons, yeah, you, you, you are fascinated by dictatorship. That's why you've become friends with me. I know that for a fact. That's why you have uh, the ex North Korean leaders poster on there. You are a dictator friend. You, you want dictatorship, but you just don't know how you are
0: going to embrace it. I I did like 20 years working in television promotions, in other words, trying to persuade people to watch TV shows they never heard of. And so I'm very interested in the way people are persuaded to do things uh, and how how you can persuade people to do uh, uh, anything. Why why would they watch a certain programme? Well, because I'm brilliant at persuading people to watch programmes. Why would you believe a load of bollocks in North Korea? Uh, Well, because you're brought up from birth, uh, learning false history. How do you, how, I'm a very interested in dictators, but how do you persuade people to live under a dictatorship?
1: You know what's really fascinating? I, I tweeted about this, and uh, it's about Donald Trump. And you know what really frustrates me about Western countries? They always talk about coups. They, you know, there's been a coup, or the, or Trump, even though I don't believe that this is a coup, a coup will be really bloody. You know, People will be dead by now. And it's how he has cleverly, under Western standards, has been able to do a sort of coup by not conceding defeat. And he has not, it's not been bloody. There has been no guns, no military people have been involved. I mean, the US Army haven't been involved. And I find that really frustrating. You know, but all of a sudden, I find, honestly, I really find it, you know, when Americans keep talking about gun control and they kill all those kids in, 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 in schools and all that stuff, there is real gun control right now in terms of the elections. They haven't killed. They, you know, the president is still very much alive. You know, I, I'm not suggesting that anything should happen to him, but you know, there is gun control right now in terms of their debating and they're going to the courts in terms of who's won the election. It's ridiculous. It is really uh, ridiculous. But uh, you're a friend of dictatorship. I know that for a fact. I know that you, if you had the opportunity to go to North Korea today, you will, because it's, it will be better. You will get You will get to North Korea than traveling from London to Bohamwood, on Thameslink. I know, I know that.
0: <laughs> I could get to the Mars before I can get done on the Thameslink train. Yeah, yeah. So I, when wh- I, I was, I was very careful after the first time I went to North Korea not to write about it.
1: <laughs> I, I, I genuinely think you must write about this interview and you must write about the subject, not Korea. Uh, John, what are your plans for the future? What, what, how? how 2020 is almost ending. Uh, we've just got a few weeks left. What are your plans for the future?
0: Well, I think you better ask Boris about that. I don't know. I mean, we're supposed to come out of this on the 2nd of December, but uh, then he's going to put us into a, a stricter rule, a stricter tier three, whatever that means.
1: I don't know what that means, but that feels like, a, like the comedy industry where you have open mic semi-pro and pro comedians that's how i see it what 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 is a three-tier system i've never really understood it because it means that all the other countries in the uk like wales uh scotland uh what's the other one is it northern ireland they will (laughs) they will they will they will uh will be out of lockdown but england will still be under some kind of restriction what does that actually mean Well, well, my my friend, Louisette Stoodle, who's a a judge at the Leicester
0: Comedy Festival, told me that she told me well, 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 uh, several months ago that it would all end in tears. And she was right. Mm -hmm. And what about the future of Edinburgh Fringe? Do you think there will be an Edinburgh Fringe next year? No. Well, I think there'll be an Edinburgh Fringe of some kind, but uh, it won't be... The audiences won't want to go because if you go to the Edinburgh Fringe, oh no, I'm, I'm lying. Apparently, apparently most of the audiences at Edinburgh, according to the Edinburgh Fringe Society, uh, are from Edinburgh. They're from EH, post, EH postcodes. So I don't think I don't think that's correct. It, it used to be correct. I mean, it might not be now it was the free fringe, but. I was amazed because they weren't even coming from Fife or Glasgow. Most of the people were actually coming from Edinburgh. Whereas I I always thought they were coming from abroad and all over the place. But uh... Uh, but I, you've seen me in Edinburgh. I've been to
1: Edinburgh several times. The people you performed at Edinburgh. Are you a comedian? No, I am not. I only go there to address people. Um, But I know I've done it three times, and I know that I do attract foreign audiences. Uh, I've never really asked whether they're from Edinburgh, but I just know that, that I do have people who do not live in Edinburgh who have come for the festival. So I don't know. They might be right. But I think, I think John, there might be a smaller fringe where the big four are the ones with high-profile comics who end up doing Edinburgh next year.
0: Yeah, yeah, because presumably if you're a high-profile television comic, people will come and see you, whereas uh, a free-fringe a free, a free fringe or free festival comic, no one's ever heard of. And then they're not not—they're not gonna risk seeing a, a comedian that they don't know about in a venue that might might possibly be dangerous. Yeah, de-
1: definitely, but hopefully it won't be dangerous. Hopefully the British government will get their act together and vaccinate everyone before Edinburgh Fringe. You know, that just stop people on the streets and just vaccinate everyone so that yeah. the Fringe can happen. I, I, we I don't know if the vaccine's gonna work, yeah, who knows. Yeah. Are you what? What are your plans for the week? Do you have a extensive? I know you can't travel, or you are you? Have you been using Zoom apart from this one? Do you use I Zoom a lot? Like
0: I don't like Zoom. No, I hate Zoom. Why I
1: don't, don't Zoom. you like Zoom? What mediums do you like?
0: Because it's not Apple. Oh, excuse Apple me. me. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, when the Zoom, but then I mean, uh, uh, Apple and uh, Apple and uh, Microsoft and uh, also uh, Google and all sorts of people have exactly the same thing, which seems to be more efficient. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Zoom, there's always seems to be problems with Zoom for some reason. Yeah. And it's supposed to be it's supposed to be very insecure, Zoom. I don't know if it still is.
1: Yeah, yeah. So well, look, no.
0: my plans are whatever Boris tells me about that. I'm gonna have a bath tomorrow. So that, that's that's got that annual event out of the way.
1: You you know what is really interesting is that throughout this interview I have been talking to you about what your plans are, and it's as if you are Asking for permission from Boris Johnson, it feels like the, you you now have the North Korea effect. You know, it's he, he's not really a dictator, but feels like a dictator. You can't you you are no longer in control of what you do every day. It all depends on what the dear leader and his girlfriend says.
0: How do I answer this, Boris? <laughs> <laughs> I <have no> <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: definitely. Well, yes, you are right. We're now ruled by a female prime minister again, aren't we?
1: Yeah, she's the most powerful girlfriend that I have seen since I've been in this country. Really powerful. Uh, yeah.
0: I was trying to think of a funny...
1: I can't think of a funny repost. No, there is. There, you don't, there doesn't have to be. It could be just silence. Besides. <laughs> yeah, I, I
0: don't know what I'm doing for the rest of my, my life or the rest of the year. God knows. I'm in mean, there. Uh, I'm pottering around and
1: seeing people. Okay. So, I... I uh, it's been a pleasure having you, John. And, uh, oh, I, come, come. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and genuinely, I... I'm still a bit confused about why you went to North Korea, I just feel that you're being very cagey. Uh, ho- hopefully you, you weren't a British spy, uh, you weren't working for the MFI or, or M5 or whatever it's called. Um, well, but, well uh,
0: the, MI6 is actually called the SIS, the Secret Intelligence Service. Yes, yes. And, MI5 is called the, C, the, the Security Service, but never known by its initials. Oh, no,
1: okay. SIS, not SS. We yeah. never oh, use the initials. see, in see I, think, I think I have proven my point. You know so much about secret agents, <laughs> and how they operate. But John, it's been a pleasure uh, to have you here. I know you are a very busy man, especially when Thames Lake is not working properly. I, <laughs> I, I, I I, will make just one demand before I end the show. And this is my demand. My I'll demand my demand is this. I want you, before I end the show, to remove that poster behind you and replace it with a President your poster. You have two minutes to do that. I can't that. do it. Cause it cause two it's minutes.
0: A, it's a photograph.
1: I can't no, do it. Two minutes, John. Two minutes. (laughs) It's ticking. Whilst he's looking for my picture, I want to thank you all. No, he hasn't been able to do it. I want to thank you all for uh, listening to this. I do respect John, and I want to say it's been an honor and privilege to have him here, and I want to thank him publicly uh, for supporting me uh, last year and... uh, I'm hoping that when this lockdown is over and everyone has been vaccinated, that I will meet um, John for a drink and we can plan strategy moving forward. So John, I hope you have enjoyed yourself. Uh, I still insist that you must remove that poster. Uh, You must remove that poster or I am not ending this show. Yeah, I could probably do it on Apple, but I can't do it on bleeding Zoom, can I? This is preposterous, cod swallow, I don't know even know what English to say, uh, but thank you so much for joining me, folks. I am totally disappointed that I had an interview with John Fleming. He is supposed to be my friend, and he has a poster of King Jong-un's father behind him. Thank you so much, and thank you for joining. Thank you, John. You have a good evening, and catch up with you guys next week. Thank you.